You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. And this is the show about our marriage. And our money. husband. Hi. We'll get that intro line one of these times. (laughs) Um, So before we get started, we wanted to remind everyone that you can get in touch with us. We love to hear from you. Send in your money and finance questions, especially questions that might be in the context of a relationship to heymatrimony, that's M-O-N-E-Y at gmail.com. You can also say hi on Twitter, where Hey Matrimony, and our blog, where you can find all the show notes for our episodes, is Love and Matrimony, M-O-N-E-Y dot com. So let's get started. How's it going? It's going okay, although I'm currently sitting here, sitting on a pillow with a heating pad on my back. Oh, you have the heating pad on right now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, your back has been injured this week. What happened? age oh no (laughs) age and toddlers now you are significantly older than me wiser perhaps (laughs) somewhat older quite a bit wiser is how i often think of it. i see i see six (laughs) years older we'll let people decide whether or not they think that's significant maybe i'm exaggerating still well within my 30s that's right not Uh, time for degenerative back disease right which i don't have just a strained back i think yeah from our toddler and working out and all that stuff but so yeah you've been rocking the Rocking the heating pad this week. Mm-hmm. And the bed and the couch. Yeah. And my stretchy pants. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> um, so what else has been going on besides your bad back? Uh, lack of sleep. Still? Still. Yep. For all of us. Mm-hmm. No, Cedric but, is doing a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, he has. But overall, well, so we took my sister's advice. Mm. My sister is is the connoisseur of getting kids to go to sleep and her kids sleep in all of them, including a two-year-old till like 7, 30, 8 o'clock, which is just unheard of. In I don't our know household. if that's ever going to happen at our house. So she uses a fancy white noise machine and she uses blackout curtains and she keeps the temperature just so mm-hmm. and everything is perfect. And we attempted to replicate all that, took all of her advice. And we went from our toddler waking up at like 4.30 to our toddler waking up at 3 effing 45 <laughs> no sometimes it's two <laughs> yeah well also two and also midnight and yeah. so all of a sudden he's waking up all throughout the night and we have no idea why yeah we're still still kind of in a bad spot we're trying the toddler alarm clock so far it has not worked it's magic mm-hmm. but i don't know we're only we're less than a week into all these new measures including using the toddler alarm clock so I just, I feel like it's months of waking up too early, and so it's going to take a little bit of time to reset. So I have hope. I feel like we have a good approach now. So I'm feeling some hope, even though we're not seeing the results yet. So That's good. Yeah. I'm glad you're hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, the other big thing that we alluded to in our last show was about getting the house painted. Mm-hmm. And we got the house painted, mm-hmm. and it is awesome. It is awesome. I love it. I was skeptical at first because I loved the colors in our house before. Yeah. Um, but this is cool. You like it? Yeah. Okay. Literally and figuratively. Like it's it's all gray mm-hmm. and now we have pops of color around. And so it's kind of modern and it is it actually feels cool. Whereas we had warm colors before and gotcha. yeah, it looks good. Yeah. I'm loving it. I really, really love it. I'm so glad that we decided to do that. And I appreciate 
that we compromised and you were willing to spend the money on it because we did have to spend some money. It was $2,500. And I think, did we talk about the deal last time? We did, right? I think we did. I think we did. So um, you got your trade. end of the bargain. I got my end. Yours is still outstanding, which I'm mm-hmm. fine for if you want to, whenever you want to cash in on it. Okay. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I wanted to, we wanted to talk about that in the process of getting the house painted, we finally made the decision we kind of been talking about it for a long time to finally get rid of our television and now we are a completely television free household Mm -hmm. so which is a big deal how's that going abnormal um it's going well i don't Mm -hmm. miss it at all actually Mm -hmm. i couldn't care less i mean but we have to say that you did watch a movie today and we did watch an episode of parks and rec earlier this week so it's not as if there's not going to be any television content in the house. Yeah, we haven't we haven't eliminated media from our lives. Right. We just removed the standing, you know, ever present box that sat yeah. on our wall, which I did is I silly. did I did hate that. It was just this big, you know, black screen because we didn't have it on during family time anyway, but I hated the way that it was the central part of the room and really our house because we have this very open concept house and so our living room and our kitchen is all one room. And so our television is like the center part of that room. Mm-hmm. And But it wasn't the central part of our lives. And it just felt like it was just there like lurking. Yeah, it was so dumb. People watch something like, I'm forgetting how many hours a week now, mm. 30 hours a week, 35 hours a week, something wow. like that of television. And we were probably watching just a few, not because we're awesome, but because we just had no time with kids yeah. and work and everything else. And so... Uh, we had a house that was, as most people's, you know, living rooms are, like designed around this TV, right. yet we hardly ever use this thing. Yeah. And it just seems so silly, mm-hmm. especially when we have this big, beautiful, great room. Mm-hmm. Now with the TV gone, everything is oriented. And I like this towards the kitchen, yeah. which is where all our activity really yeah. happens because we cook dinner every night and mm-hmm. it's nice. Kids so. are running around, crawling around. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm really, really liking it too. I And I'm really not missing it. Um, we do have some shows that we really love, but like we said, if we're really feeling like we want to watch them, we can, you know, pull it up on the computer. But I think too, I just... I just haven't felt as interested in watching as much television. We kind of binged on some shows while Cedric was really young and it was kind of comforting to do after the boys went to bed, like after these long days with two little boys. But lately I'm kind of feeling like I'm having more energy for, for kind of my own work, like writing, blogging, podcasting, even just reading a book. So I'm just kind of ready to, I don't know, I guess not watch as much television right now. So. And we won't be. Yeah. We only have the single television. 96% of American households actually have at least one TV. And wow. I think it's more than half actually have three or more. Wow. Uh, so um, so we were already kind of weird in that we only had the one. And yes. It was like a seven-year-old. And it was like tiny by most standards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was a 32-inch. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember. But yeah. it's it was small-ish mm-hmm. looking on the wall. Yeah. So we weren't missing much really mm-hmm. when we got rid of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think those are kind of the big things going on in life. Uh, your summer kind of break from work is quickly drawing to a close. How are you feeling about going back to work? Terrible. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) No, it'll be fine, but it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's a very different pace of life. Yeah. It's very nice in the summertime because I can, I can go into work and grab an office and work unhindered 
by students or too many meetings and things students like that. Students are always hindering things. I know. As an educator, the last thing you want to do is interact <laughs> with students. <laughs> but in the summertime, I can I can work on the the research side of things, and yeah. that's that's a big important part of my job. And so. Uh, I can either do that or I can stay home and work from home, mm -hmm. which I prefer to do more often. That's what you've been doing in the summer, you mean? Yeah. 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 And so um, I'm going to miss all of that. And plus, yeah. when, when the semester rolls around, everybody starts scheduling meetings oh, for me. I'm already dreading that. <laughs> yeah. I hate, I hate meetings in all forms. If anybody's ever read the book Rework, mm -hmm. there's a an entire thing about meetings and how... How pointless they are. Well, not just how pointless they are, but how it's... We don't think about the time commitment. So right. you call a meeting of, you know, four people, and it's an hour-long meeting. The time meeting. that it's you're really a, spending. Yeah. And, it's not yep. a single hour. It's four hours worth right. of time and productivity. And yeah. it's a, it's kind of a silly waste of time when we can do things much more efficiently most yeah. of the time. Yeah, totally. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, well, I am kind of like looking forward to and not looking forward to the end of summer for you. I'm looking forward to it because usually we carpool three days a week. And mm -hmm. so we haven't been carpooling very much this summer. And so I do daycare drop off and pick up all on my own, which is kind of a lot of work, but then um, I kind of miss carpooling with you because that was kind of a nice mm -hmm. time that we got to spend together and, you know, kind of just some extra like conversation time that we would get. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, that'll be one thing that will be nice you going back to work, but then on the flip side with you being home, you usually keep the house pretty tidy. Mm -hmm. Like you have dinner ready when I get home with the boys. And so it just kind of feels like I'm an excellent houseman. You really are. You're a great house husband. <laughs> um, so it just kind of, that's just been really nice. And that kind of makes the pace of life feel a little bit more manageable. So yeah. that will feel a little different once the school year rolls around. So that'll be yeah. an adjustment. But it's okay. It's one year and then sabbatical comes up. Oh, that's right. So we'll roll through the academic year and mm -hmm. it always goes really fast. And then summer comes around and right after summer, that next fall will be my first sabbatical after getting tenure. Mm -hmm. And so I can take either a semester or a full year to work on independent projects and mm -hmm. we're working on what that plan will be, mm -hmm. but that will change everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so let's check in on our money. Mm -hmm. All right, you had a couple of topics that you wanted to talk about. First was kind of related to ditching our television, which we talked about. That was part of kind of a lifestyle decision. We already weren't using it a lot, and then we didn't want our whole like house to kind of be focused around the television. We weren't watching it a lot, but then it's kind of also part of this broader um, effort, I guess, that we've been making to quest. Quest. <laughs> I like that. A quest to evaluate all of our budget line items and figure out where we can cut what we really need, what we really want. Well, what we Things really like value, that. I think. What we really value. That's a great way to put it. Exactly. Yeah. So we've been on a quest to simplify <laughs> and to minimize and to get rid of all the crap quest. Yeah, that people accrue over a lifetime. Right. And too often, I think people fail to do that. And we, we hadn't really done it until last year. We really started yeah. it. And uh, it's it's all a big effort to just lead a life that's more a little more intentional and mm -hmm. a little less cluttered yeah. with crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in fact, there's kind of a movement behind it. People call it voluntary simplicity. Mm -hmm. And so some people call it minimalism, voluntary yeah. simplicity, whatever. But the whole idea is to extract all this stuff that um, consumer culture kind of 
inserts into our lives and then reevaluate what things we actually enjoy doing every day and then just have the stuff in our life that allows us to do that. Right. So we got rid of the TV because that doesn't really allow us to enjoy life to the fullest anyway. Yeah. Okay. So there is something else that you have been kind of working on furiously the past couple of days. Um, yeah. and that, <laughs> that is the exciting topic of our taxes and our <laughs> W4 forms. Nothing gets a couple excited and, and to respark <laughs> one's marriage than talking about taxes. That's right. So you tell me, tell me how you even came across this and why you were texting me in the middle of my work day, asking me to look at my W4 form online and check my, <laughs> my, um, what I'd sell my selections and all this stuff. Well, part of our whole simplicity thing has been to improve our cash flow. If you want to think about it like a business, like we are attempting to maximize our cash flow such that we minimize our costs and stuff like cable mm-hmm. or other things, you know, are potentially unnecessary costs. So getting rid of that gives you more discretionary income. So trying to minimize costs is one part of it, but then also trying to maximize the income that you bring in right. is the other part of it. Right. So, um, but we're also really focused on saving and I was looking into a new account that I hadn't heard of before called a 457, okay. which is something that's available to public employees. That's us. Yeah. Um, in certain cases and we have one available. So I was looking at that and I was thinking, okay, how can we fund this? Cause I think that's a, an account I'd like to get funded mm-hmm. through our savings. Um, but we need, it's like even. a retirement account or just like an investment account. It's a tax advantage account. Um, a retirement account similar to a 403B or like a 401K, but the difference is that you don't have penalties for withdrawing before 59 and a half. Oh, I see. So you'll be taxed on it because it's 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 pre-tax. Um, it's essentially um, income deferral. So you it's pulled out of your paycheck before your paycheck is taxed. So it's pre-tax. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a 401K is. Yeah, yeah. But then you're able to pull it out before retirement age. Right. It's kind of magical that way. That does and sound so, magical. Because I care a lot about trying to set us up for as early retirement as possible. Right. I thought that was really cool. So mm-hmm. I wanted to invest in that. But that meant we need more money to put into another gotcha. retirement account. So then I was trying to think about how to pull how to more, get money. more money. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have time to take on second jobs. Right, right. <laughs> and we, we we work good jobs, we get paid well, but um we, we put a lot of it away in savings anyway. So then I started thinking about this tax refund. We usually get a pretty good tax refund mm-hmm. each year. Like three to five thousand dollars. Yeah. Which is actually close to average. I think the average is something like twenty eight hundred. Okay. Um, and so I was thinking about this, like, okay, often we take that money and mm-hmm. we put it into savings accounts, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily make its way into our retirement savings. Right. Our long-term savings. Yeah. And also at the same time, and one of the big arguments against getting refunds is you've given the government mm-hmm. a, a free loan, basically. Right. They're getting the interest on it from whatever they're doing with it. And then, yeah, they get to put it to work and you don't. Right. And so I, th- I thought about, well, let's revisit our, our tax situation. Mm-hmm. And I realized you start with a W-4. Like nobody likes to think about taxes except for when they're hired onto a job and they have to fill out a W-4. It's true. Or when they're actually filling out their end of year tax forms. Yeah. So I decided to learn all about the W-4. <laughs> so exciting. And in our show notes, I actually put here, let's explore the W-4. <laughs> 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 which I won't do um, in great detail here. Okay. But yeah, let's I, move it along here. So, okay, now <laughs> I feel pressured. Anyway, I 
also run a blog called middlepathlife.com mm-hmm. and I, I will have a post out by the time this is actually published, the mm-hmm. post will be out and you can read all about it there. <laughs> but I realized we could actually go back and tweak our, our, our information in W4s, mm-hmm. both of us, yeah. so that we actually minimize the amount of taxes being taken out per paycheck, um, therefore maximizing the amount of money that we could actually put into accounts. Mm-hmm. So I played with our W4s mm-hmm. and made sure we had everything sort of optimized. Which, and including finally um, claiming your marriage. On yours, <laughs> you claimed that you were single. Yeah, so on a W-4, you can what claim that heck? you're, I don't know. I, well, you can claim that you're single or married or that you're married, but you want to um, have the higher rate of being single. Mm-hmm. So, And there are reasons to do any one of those things. But for some reason, I guess I'd just never gone in to switch from single to married. And so I've been getting taxed that way okay. for the past like a, five years. Like a years. bachelor. Yeah. You've been getting taxed like a bachelor. Sig- yeah, significantly <laughs> contributing to our, our big tax refunds. Mm-hmm. So I changed that and I made sure that your allowances um, were correct and mine were correct. And if you're curious about allowances. Hey, I was already married on my taxes. <laughs> yeah, I know. My bad. Um, <laughs> anyway. I, I mean, I wonder if that was because you filled it out when you started working there and we weren't married and then you just never updated it. Well, and that's the thing is like sometimes people think to change their W-4 information when they have a kid or when they get mm-hmm. married. But I think a lot of people maybe don't. Like, I never did. It never. Uh, I wouldn't have thought of it. Because we often think of the W-4 as a form that we just do one time. It's information for the employer to make decisions with. Right. But we're actually making decisions mm-hmm. about how we want to be taxed. Right, right. And then we tell our employer, here's that information. Right. Now you act on it. Yeah. So it's a we have to think about W-4s differently. And mm-hmm. so anyway, I wrote a post about, about this and okay. a way to optimize your W-4 such that hopefully you have the most money coming back per paycheck and that gives you better cash flow, more mm-hmm. money to invest in. Okay. So instead doing. of getting this three to $5,000 and tax season from our refund, and now we're going to be getting it distributed into our paychecks throughout the year. Right. And so how are we going to ensure that we're still, that we're saving that money and making it work for us? Everything should be about defaults. Okay. So the default should be automating that amount of money, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And this should be like a rule. I mean, if you if you live on whatever your current income is now, anytime you get a raise, anytime you, if you do something like this and you have more money coming mm-hmm. in per month, just automate that going to whatever it is, either a loan payment to reduce debt or to a, hopefully a tax advantage retirement account mm-hmm. um, because that's the best bang for your buck, mm-hmm. really. Okay. So we're just, whatever that amount ends up being, we're just going to automate it that it's going into this new 457 is that right? Well, for us, I think uh, the one thing, well, see, we can have this conversation right oh, now. Oh, great. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> I wanted to put in the 457, but I think we talked about last time, one of our big goals is to pay off the house. That's right. And this will generate for us, you know, 4K, $4,000 probably throughout mm-hmm. the year that we can put into that house account. Gotcha. Moving us ever quicker towards that goal. Right. And I want that goal within four to five years. And so I think I think we'll just keep moving it into our... I see. Our... Uh, an investment account, and that is a Vanguard account. Okay. Okay. So the 457 retirement account piqued your interest initially and mm-hmm. got you to look into all this stuff. But in the end, we're actually not going to use a 457 right now. We're going to use this kind of extra cash flow that we're getting from adjusting our W-4s to be a better reflection of our married status mm-hmm. and the allowances that we want and just have it divert into our our saving our investment accounts that we already have. Yeah. That is where we're building up our savings to 
pay off our house in four to five years. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I got it. Good. And the, well, the important thing too with the W4 is that, yeah, you, you choose whether you're married, single, whatever. But the allowances, people often think it's just, oh, how many kids do I have? That's the allowances I take. Mm-hmm. You can take as many allowances as you want. You, you can have a rational basis for it. You need a rational basis for mm-hmm. it because it's still, it needs to be based in reality. But you could have like 10 allowances, which would, you know, really lower the amount of taxes that the employer is taking out. Mm-hmm. But you do that such that it reflects the overall taxes that you would owe at the end of the year so that you get zero tax refund. Oh, I see. So that's why it's worth looking at your W. You think the W-4 is kind of static, but mm-hmm. it's actually worth looking at because you can mm. really play with it to make sure you optimize your taxes. I gotcha. I really didn't expect that we would spend such a long time talking about W-4s on our <laughs> second podcast episode. So thank you, Christopher. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have something else to say? <laughs> what else could you possibly say about W-4s? <laughs> I make the mundane interesting. <laughs> you really do. Um, okay, so I wanted to move on to a listener question and we'll remind everyone that we love getting your questions, so please email us. I recently got an email from one of my blog readers. Um, I also write a blog, risingshining.com, where I talk about our personal finances. And I got a question from a reader asking about grocery budgets. She was saying that she's shopping for a family of four and she was trying to stick to a grocery budget of $450 a month that she had read somewhere that that was, you know, appropriate. And she's buying both groceries and I think also like kind of like coffee out and about, maybe like little expenses like that. And then also kind of household items like shampoo and detergent and things like that. Um, And she's having a really hard time sticking to this budget Um, I don't know if I said she was shopping for a family of four, but so this is a family's budget. And so she just wanted to know about our grocery budget. And if, if we were, you know, if we had a budget that we were consistently going over, would we just make peace with it or what would we do about that? So anyway, I wanted to check in on our grocery budget and kind of how we approach that. Hmm. So I rarely make peace with any of our (laughs) line items. (laughs) I know. And actually this is something that I was thinking about. So we checked out our budget and our budget right now for groceries is about $725 a month. But I will say that does include household expenses for us. We buy our, you know, laundry detergent, dishwasher detergent, shampoo, all that kind of stuff. Um, Ziploc bags, trash bags. That's all part of that budget. So Mm -hmm. that's a little bit household plus food. Mm -hmm. Um, And we rarely eat out we'll eat out like maybe breakfast and coffee and stuff but we don't eat like big meals out Mm -hmm. and so so we don't have like a big eating out budget even breakfast is maybe a once a month yeah yeah we really eat eat at home or take our lunches if we're going to be at work um and so i guess i kind of feel two ways like on one I don't feel like we're actively doing a lot to reduce our budget. We have been talking about maybe trying to identify these meals that are like a little bit cheaper, that are healthy, that we enjoy eating, don't mind eating week after week, like beans and rice or Mm -hmm. grilled cheese or whatever, Mm -hmm. but that isn't terribly expensive. So we're trying to work those in more, Um, but we're not like couponing or I don't know, doing all these things. So kind of on one hand, I feel like we've made peace with it, but then on the other hand, there always just is this nagging sense kind of that I have where I do... Nagging sense or nagging spouse? (laughs) (laughs) 
I think a little bit of both. <laughs> um, you know, I am always wanting, like kind of remaining dissatisfied with our spending. I'm always questioning it. And mm-hmm. I think that it's, um, it's like kind of a healthy level of like guilt and questioning. Like I'm not stressing about it, but I'm just kind of always hoping to make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good way to approach it. And yeah, so 725, but yeah, that includes all these non-food things. And uh, I think we have some defaults built in though. So we probably have minimized this overall like budget in, mm-hmm. in a couple certain ways. So you took the initiative a couple years ago to get rid of most paper products and a lot of sort of um, one-use things. Disposable things. Yeah. yeah. And so... So we're not buying paper towels. Yeah. Or we're napkins. We're not buying napkins. Example. Yeah. That's a few bucks, you know, mm-hmm. but that, those few bucks add up. So, mm-hmm. And and we don't... We really rarely go out for uh, like a big meal out. Yeah. We'll get coffees out. We'll do those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And even that's probably more extravagant than it ought to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but we probably what drives our budget up a little bit is that we buy lots of ingredients because we cook every single night. Right. But overall that probably is less than if we were going out to eat say twice a week Yeah. when we go out to eat mm-hmm. zero times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that makes a difference, but there, there are other resources you might look at. So one of my favorite bloggers, I think I mentioned last time is Mr. Money Mustache. Mm-hmm. And he actually has a post about controlling your grocery bill. He's shopping for a family of three as well. Mm-hmm. So he, He's kind of more rapid than I think most people are. Mm-hmm. But I think there are, if you think about like those those things, disposable things you can remove, right. that'll save you money. Yeah. Um, avoiding going out to eat and trying to enjoy cooking at home mm-hmm. will save you money. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing, this may be slightly controversial, buy less meat. Meat tends to be one of the more expensive items in Mm -hmm. a grocery bill Mm -hmm. overall. Um, And it's healthier, more sustainable to eat less meat, but it's probably cheaper as Mm -hmm. well. Beans are less expensive than ground beef, for example. (laughs) So um, that might be one other way to start cutting expenses and also have a healthier diet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Okay. So our last section we're calling one big thing. So it's kind of like the big thing that's just on our minds, whether it's finance related, kid work related, whatever it is. So what's your one big thing, Christopher? Let's talk more about the W4. Okay. No, moving on. And mine. (laughs) (laughs) But you have been talking about that a lot the past couple days. So that's really on your mind, Tom. It was it was a most interesting foray into the world of taxes. Had, <laughs> Would you call it satisfying? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> incredible. I spent I probably spent a good eight to ten hours on it. But anyway, I won't talk more about that. Uh, okay. What I will mention, though, if you want more information on that or some other things I brought up, I have this blog. That's the other big thing that I've been spending a lot of time on this summer. It's true. Middlepathlife.com. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of details, I think, about a lot of this, the simplification and yeah. voluntary simplicity, all of that. So, um, Just how it all ties into a healthier lifestyle. And yeah. that's kind of stemming from your background and your research as a nutrition professor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's right. my big thing. Okay. So I'll share my big thing. This might seem really minor, but it is making a very big difference. We, you switched, even though your back was hurting, you switched the chairs from, Mm. you switched, we had, we have this really comfortable armchair that was in our bedroom and you switched that with the glider that is in the nursery. 
Mm-hmm. And that is making a huge difference in my life because <laughs> that glider, even though it looks great, it was so uncomfortable to nurse in in the middle of the night, which is something I'm doing once or twice a night. I'm tired. Um, you know, I'm trying to get Cedric to go back to sleep and it's just like not wide enough. And then the wooden arms and he is so active even in the middle of the night. So he's like kicking, he's like getting his legs like caught up under the arms. And I can just tell, it seems like he's not comfortable. So he's not like settling down so much. And, you know, I would already be tired and then that would just frustrate me I would come into the bedroom after nursing and just being like oh that chair I can't stand it and so you so sweetly switched the chairs and now that armchair is so comfortable and that is making the middle of the night so much better for me I'm so glad (laughs) thank you because it was a feat because my back is (laughs) broken currently and that armchair is and I'm not kidding it's like it's like 80 or 100 years old right oh yeah I, I bought it at a garage sale for $25. So awesome in New Haven, um, where we were both at graduate school at Yale. So I bought it there. And the woman who sold it to me said that it was like her husband's mother's or grandmother. So anyway, yes, it's heavy. Yeah, it's, it's made big, of like it's petrified wood and steel, <laughs> <laughs> wrought iron. I don't How know. How did you get it in there though? And that was the other crazy thing. I had to switch it three different directions because our oh the nursery is like around a corner. Yeah. And this and thing is the, a big and then the, fat. And then the doorway too is kind of like angled. I don't yeah. know how you did that. So it's one of those, well, it's the Wharton way. I know. It really is. You're just, just lucky there was no damage. Yep. Oh man. Um, Okay, so I, I think that's about all we have. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. If you like the show, we would love it if you would hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and tell your friends about the show. Maybe you could even listen with your spouse. You can find more about us and see the show notes for this episode at loveandmatrimony, that's M-O-N-E-Y dot com. And we'd love to see you there. So we'll sign off reminding you to love your honey, not your money. Do you have to say it like that? Love your honey. (laughs) (laughs) Reminding you to love your honey, not your money. Ooh, my other big thing. I wrote the theme song.